Hi, I'm Joe Shelton. I'm a singer, songwriter, and music producer, as well as a software engineer, and most of all, a father with a daughter who recently moved to Scotland. And I'm Bailey, a magazine editor, graphic designer, and illustrator. This podcast is our weekly catch-up. We wanted to share it with you and let you be a part of our family rabble. Hello, Bailey. How are you? Welcome to the show. Good. I'm well. How are you? Um, I have volume issues over here on this side. And oh, fun. Okay. Oh, you know what? I know why. It's because I'm silly and I was not holding the mic. Hello. Oh, well, it was really loud and then it got louder. Jeez. Okay. Oh. Now it's My less apologies. loud. Right. I was like, good Lord. Super loud. Yeah. yeah. That's my bad. Sorry. No, it's not your fault. It's mine. I had my volume cranked. I wasn't even thinking about it. Oh, I shouldn't yawn while I talk. Uh, I wasn't even thinking about it. Well, good morning, Bailey. Let's start over. <laughs> it's not it again. It good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, I hope it will be a good afternoon. I have high hopes for the afternoon. What do you have going on this afternoon? Um, this afternoon. Well, yeah. um, let's see. Uh, AJ's coming over. We're going to watch the Bengals play the Bills in the playoffs. Ooh, the playoffs, you say? Yeah. Divisional playoff round, second round of the playoffs for the NFL cool. today. Yeah. Are the, are the Colts not in the playoffs? Heck I no. ask sarcastically knowing the answer. They were so bad. No. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. They uh, actually have the fourth overall draft pick in the upcoming NFL draft because, you know, they're that bad. <laughs> yeah. Four is, four is better than one, I guess. Barely. Like by one game. Seriously. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, I know. I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they had, uh, actually, they had a tie. They had a tie game. If they hadn't had the tie game, they would have the number two pick if they had lost that game instead of tying. Um, so, and if they had lost another one along the way, they would have been number one. So what? that's how close it was a game and a half, basically. Well, good for them. You know, no, not good for them. They were very bad. It was horrible to watch. They should have just, they should have just thrown that game and a half and gotten the first pick. I mean, they might as well have, you know what? They could have put me out there to play and been just as effective in like six of the games. Well, that's what you get for not showing mm -hmm. up to draft day. I mean, I could have played quarterback and been every bit as effective as the quarterback was for at least six of the games. See, mm -hmm. you say this. I don't think you could last six games in the NFL. Well, I, the, I think that maybe is, one person's going to tackle you full force and you're going to go, oh, why? Oh, no, they wouldn't because I would throw the ball well before they got there. <laughs> 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 I mean, let's, let's, uh, let's be real here. Um, they would snap me the ball and I would throw it quickly. Like, so that no one hit me, um, whether it was accurate or not. Well, I mean, they couldn't throw it accurately anyway, so it didn't really matter. Sure. Um, yeah, our, uh, our starting quarterback for most of the year was Matt Ryan Bailey, and he had 13 interceptions and 14 fumbles in, um, in 12 games that he played. Those um, stats mean hardly anything to me, but that yeah. means that he gave the ball to the other team 27 times in 12 games. 
<laughs> okay. So I could have been every bit as effective as that. I, if, if, if we have to step out there and throw the ball to the other team, then right. I mean, I'm your guy. I can do that. I'm, <laughs> you know, twice, twice per game. You got to do it twice <laughs> per game. Well, more than twice per game, actually 27 divided by 12 is, um, more yeah, than I wasn't going to allocate those three times. I'm not going to do oh, a, a, oh, a I fraction would. for you. You have to understand that I totally would. Because also, if you really think about it, it's it's even worse than that. Because in like three of the games, he didn't give the ball away at all. Right. <laughs> so in the other ones, that's was, how bad he was. Yeah. May, did you take a second to consider that maybe the other team's jerseys were similarly colored or something? They weren't. Okay. No. Nope. Yeah, I, I like that you came up with an excuse for him, though. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I think it was a creative excuse, too. Like maybe he's a little colorblind, you know? Maybe it's like a red, red green colorblindness situation. So at first, there was a lot of shouting at the screen, right? Like, right. motherfuck, you know, like whatever it was. And then as we got about, you know, seven, eight games in, it was like, Oh yeah, of course he threw it to the team. I mean, of course he fumbled it again. Yeah, it's just part of the game now. <laughs> I mean, you what had did to you acclimate. expect? Did you that's think a, that's that between, your problem? You had to acclimate. Between this week and last week, you would have figured out that giving the ball to the other team leads to a loss. Uh, mm -hmm. No, I guess not. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was a uh, it was an ugly season, and uh, we're happy that that part of it's over, and we can root for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I mean that's what you did last year, right? Yeah, yeah. And it well, turned out really well. They won the Super Bowl. No, they didn't. They got No, they lost the they, Super they, Bowl. They lost in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I I can't believe I forgot that cuz I you know, we were planning on when I, last year during Super Bowl weekend I was actually in LA. Um Yeah, and they were playing the Rams. They were playing the Rams. The Rams actually got to play in their home stadium for the Super Bowl, which was the first time that ever happened. And there's a there's a uh, bar, there's a Bengals themed um, bar. Uh, or a Cincinnati themed bar in, really? in, I think it's in West Hollywood, um, huh. near where Harrison lived. And so that was, was our plan. Um, after the game, if they had won, we were going to go to the Bengals themed bar, uh, but party. the mood was kind of killed, uh, <laughs> yeah, when they lost, so we, but, we did not hey, do that. You, you know what though? Um, they, they made it to the Super Bowl, and this year they are, you know, in this, they, they won their first playoff game. They're in the second round of the playoffs. We'll see how they yeah. do today. I, I am. Um, who day and all that. So, who day? Yeah. Uh, my, uh, um, of course, uh, growing up in Indy, the uh, Colts weren't here until I was 12. So, right. I was a Bears fan, and I like the Bengals okay, but the Bengals were never. Um, super competitive. Um, they, uh, they, they I, I wouldn't say never. There, there was twice when they were really good when I was younger. Um, but then uh, most of the time they weren't. And honestly, uh, I haven't heard of the Bears in a long time. Like it's just not a team that's been mentioned a whole lot. They haven't been good for the last three years. They've been well, very bad. Yeah, that's fair. They're, they have the number one pick, by the way. Oh well, good for the Bears. <laughs> So, so, so if I'm hearing this right, your childhood teams, right? The Bears, the, the Colts eventually. And then the, the, Bengals, the Colts were not a childhood John's team. team. No, well, I didn't, I did I, I didn't root for the Colts until 1998. So when they were I, in Indianapolis, yes. Well, they were in so, Indianapolis for quite a while before I rooted for them. But hear me mm -hmm. out. That means your three teams, two of your three teams are, uh, 
did horribly this year and are in the bottom five teams of the NFL this year. And then you've got the Bengals. Yeah. The Bengals are doing pretty good. Now the Bengals were my brother, John's favorite team by a lot. And um, so uh, that that's, that's part of why I'm, I'm rooting for him because you know, he's not here too. So we, um, we pick up the torch and, uh, and help him out because I mean, he was uh, the, one of the biggest Bengal fans in the world. Like yeah. uh, so much so that his tombstone actually has a Bengal symbol on it. Yeah. So. Well, and uh, I remember Bengals themed cookies at the funeral. So yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, he's uh, he was a he was a huge Bengals fan. He you know, despite living in Northwest Indiana most of most of his life, he would travel down to Cincinnati for two or three home games a year. So. Well, and now Shara does that. Shara and Sean do that. Yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, uh, today I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Bengals guy. We're all in, right? Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're in the playoffs, and I hope they do well. Actually, their quarterback is amazing. His name's Joe Burrow, and he's got mm-hmm. a great first name. I know that. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, so, we he, so he's got that together. going for him, which is he nice. does, which is <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> the Dalai Lama himself, twelfth <laughs> son of the Lama, flowing robes, <laughs> grace, bow. Striking. <laughs> and he looks me in the eye and he says, Gunga Galunga. Gunga Gunga Galunga. <laughs> you know. Uh, and and then he didn't tip him. The Dalai yeah, Lama says, didn't oh, tip him. Oh, there'll be no money. No. There'll be no money. But when you there'll die on your deathbed, you will receive mm-hmm. total consciousness. So I got that much going for me, which is nice. Which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there'll be no money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, unrelated, but completely unrelated. I don't know how Bill Murray from Caddyshack often ends up in every conversation, but it seems to be. Well, it's because every time some every time someone says something and it's a little bit like mildly positive, I always think of that. So he's got that going for him, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think of, you know, um there there's uh you, do, do you remember the movie You've Got Mail? Uh, yes, Tom yes, Hanks. I do. Tom and Hanks Meg Ryan? and Meg Ryan, yeah. Okay. So um there's a whole theme throughout that movie of saying that the Godfather is like the answer, the the purveyor of all wisdom, right? The movie, the right. Godfather. Yeah. And, um, and, and because, and, because she says, what is it with men's obsession with the Godfather? Well, because he keeps saying lines from it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Cause he has sort of an obsession with the Godfather, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, I have obsessions with different things like Caddyshack and stripes. Right. Um, so <laughs> yeah. both of which are great movies. So which are just, you know, the, you know, um, I, I, I believe those are the purveyors of all wisdom. <laughs> so, Stripes and Caddyshack yeah, are the purveyors I mean, of all yeah. wisdom. Okay. Well, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I feel like here's my thing. It's weird. Have hearing you say that and not including like Fletch or wedding crashers. <laughs> well, I mean, wedding crashers was much later in life, so it didn't have the same kind of effect on me, but, um, right. you know, uh, Fletch also has a lot of uh, good things. I mean, um, 
to be fair, Chevy Chase is in Caddyshack quite <laughs> quite a bit, yeah, but more than Bill Murray, really. Um, right. the, the funny thing about Caddyshack to me has always been that the main character in it is not like a comedian or a star. Like mm-hmm. Danny Noonan is the main character and he's played by, I don't even, I can't even tell you the actor's name. Okay. He, he never and, and went I, anywhere. I, I don't, I don't know think. that I saw him in anything else, but it had, you know, Chevy Chase and Ted Knight and, um, Bill Murray and, um, well, and, and Bill Murray's brother, Brian Doyle Murray plays the, the Caddyshack like leader guy. And Brian Doyle Murray, Murray is incredible in everything that he's in. Like he's very memorable, like two roles. Right. One, he plays the Caddyshack guy and he also is Chevy Chase's boss in uh, Christmas Vacation. Well, and not even to mention <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield in that movie as well. well. Yeah, and and Rodney Dangerfield, who's like you know one of the biggest comedian, like you know stand up comedians of all time, right? And and Rodney Dangerfield only made a couple of movies, like, yeah. um, he, and he had a crazy long stand up career, and he brought so many stand up comedians like, uh, you know, to to the forefront like during his career, and yeah, those guys. Um, you know, really became a lot of them became stars that, that that hung around him, you know? Yeah. As a side note, I'm looking up. So the actor who played Danny is named uh, Michael O'Keefe. And I would Michael say O'Keefe. there you go. He's not been any in any movies worth mentioning uh, since the 1980s. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. no, he was in a movie called American Violet in 2008. Um, but most of his movies were in the 80s. Um, he was in the great Santini, which is the only thing that ranks above Caddyshack on the like most searched movies. And I've never heard of it. So, um, <laughs> it's not. there's that. However, recent, more recently, apparently he's spent quite a long time in television because he was in Roseanne for a number of years. He was in, really? uh, something called that. life's work on ABC. Um, yeah, just a lot of TV shit. He was in house. He was in a house episode. Good for him. Everybody was in a house episode. I think he, he was in a ghost there. whisperer episode. So was that everybody I mean, was in that too. Everybody's <laughs> been in a house episode. Everybody's been in an SVU. Everybody's been in a CSI episode. Like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, he, lines. there are, always need villains in those shows. Like, yeah, house, it's house like, oh, needs, it's house needs theory, patience. So. Yeah. House <laughs> needs patience. And, um, and CSI and NCIS and SVU, they all need victims, right? So yeah. <laughs> they need villains and victims. So there's like a constant rolling of, of you know, actors. actors those. Yeah. Yeah. Like y- yesterday, like uh, John Ventimiglia was in one of the um, uh, CSI episodes that we watched. And I was like, I wonder if he's related to Milo. I never thought about that. He's not. It turns out I looked it up, but <laughs> I didn't realize Ventimiglia was like a common last name. That's what I was like. Well, it's the same. That name is such a unique uh, last unique name. Unique name. Yeah. I you. Would, I be bet like cousins or something. Right. I bet as an actor, he he, he hears that all the time. There's no way that your <laughs> name is John Ventimiglia and you're not like asked constantly. I, like any relation to Milo. Especially since this is us. I mean, yeah. Milo was big with Gilmore Girls, but like this is us, like as a stratospheric thing, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know that I've ever mentioned this to you, but he was one of my first TV crushes for like playing uh, Peter in Heroes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in Heroes too. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, honestly, I didn't watch Gilmore Girls until later on, like I see. because it wasn't really airing when I was growing up. So, well, it was. It was just on like the WB or something. Which yeah, is, but I mean, yeah, 
Which yeah, is why I, I didn't like, see it until it was on Netflix. Like, which weirdly, I'm surprised it hadn't hit like daytime television as reruns quite yet. When I was like, li- like staying at home during the days in the summers and watching TV a lot, like, it's weird to me that like I missed Gilmore Girls, but I watched a lot of like Reba. Like, I watched a, a remarkable amount of Reba McIntyre's like sitcom TV series. Really, Reba. I never knew. Yeah. That. Yeah, I could, I could like, if someone had a conversation with me about certain plot lines, they would come back. Like there was definitely an episode where her like, um, enthusiastic best friend character got cornrows like on the show. And then Reba was standing over her trying to pick out the cornrows with a comb. So I, I can't watch Reba. Um, because Reba McIntyre was mean to you. Very mean to me. And yeah. so like, I, um, I, I, you know, I, I just, um, like, okay, cool. But <laughs> I mean, I don't have an opinion of Reba, except for I've seen a lot of that TV show. I wouldn't even, here's the thing. You notice that I've not talked a lot about that. It's because the only reference I'm like, oh yeah, that daytime television series I'd have on. Like, <laughs> like Wow. wow. Like, I, I didn't even know Yeah, that you watch it, but you know, I, I have no, um, I guess I have no opinion of the show because, like I said, I mean, the, uh, the, 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 every time I see Reba, I just think about her being, you know, six inches from my face yelling at me, yelling at it. So, yeah. um, my, <laughs> my, uh, my 20, uh, 22 year old self, uh, that, that got <laughs> yelled in the face by Reba, yeah. um, backstage in Nashville has, has kind of been, I guess, like a, a, a lifelong, like, Hmm, yeah, this mega famous star was mad at me because of someone else and yelled at me a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that happens to a lot of 22 year olds, to be honest. Well, uh, yeah. You know, it's like a, it's a thing where you, um, you know, you're, you're not responsible for the decision was made. You just happen to be the messenger. <laughs> yeah. And you got shot. You know, it's that whole don't shoot the messenger thing. I was the messenger yeah. that day. Yeah. Um, well, s- and, someone got to get shot, man. Sometimes. You know, whatevs. I mean, I, I have big shoulders. I, I was just like, you yeah. know, hey, not my call. You know, <laughs> you're like, it's it's funny when you're, someone's yelling at you and you kind of just want to be like, I would like to remind you that I am a 22 year old PA and have no decision making like power whatsoever. at all. <laughs> but the guy that's cutting my check later told me you were going on in a different order. I can't help that. Yeah. Again, <laughs> if you have a problem with this, I can't even relay it back to him. Like, what am I going to do? Walk back in there and be like, she's mad. She doesn't well, like I did that. do that. I did relay it back to him. <laughs> and he went tough tit. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> that was pretty much the, he, yeah. he had a complete lack of caring about that. Yeah, I bet he didn't. Yeah. He was like, "Ooh, sweet! I didn't even get yelled at. Thank you." He, he had a show to run, and uh, you know, and he did, and he decided to do it the way he wanted to do it. You know, whatevs. Yeah. If it's any consolation, Vince Gill said, "Hey, man, you took that like a pro." <laughs> <laughs> so sounds good know. to know. Yeah, good notes, right? Yeah. So you got that going for you, which is nice. <laughs> I guess. the funny thing is those people are so famous they they don't even remember anything about it i guarantee (laughs) yeah well it was over 20 years ago so 1994 so yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah so yeah i i hear you 
I mean, I remember it because, you know, um, it, you were the person getting yelled at and it didn't uh, happen a lot after that. Yeah. It didn't happen a lot before that either. Uh, like <laughs> there, there were, very, there were like no stars of shows that I was working as a PA on that yelled at me except for Reba. So, yeah. Well, and also I feel like maybe you've only been yelled at in your face in adulthood, maybe 20 times tops, right? Like uh, actually very few since I was a teenager. I mean, when you're a teenager, yeah. you're in fights with people all the time. Well, at least I was. Well, I was, um, I was going to say no, um, but um, <laughs> we had different teenage years. I was not yelled at a lot. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I, you were, you were placed in a, a much uh, less violent place to live. But, yeah. It was um, more like passive aggression. Like people would talk shit, but they wouldn't say it to your face. They certainly wouldn't yell it to your face. Well, if the thing is they would yell it to your face and it would often end in a violent scuffle where I grew up. I know. And I know you were really tough. Muncie is a bad place to grow I, up. Blah, I wasn't blah. actually, I was pretty wimpy, um, compared to others. Uh, but well, you know, you, yeah. you didn't, you didn't put it, you didn't, you didn't do that stuff though. If you didn't want to, you know, if you weren't no. planning on fighting, you don't get in somebody's face and start pointing at them. Well, I, I always have thought that. I, I yeah. don't know if you know this, but like that got that lesson got through without having to get punched in the face for me. I pretty much knew how to avoid right. getting in a fight regardless. You, you naturally decided that, you know, if I go up and yell right in their face, they're probably just going to swing. Right? Yeah. yeah, I actually. And you know what? People are always like um, you, a common piece of shitty advice that like older, like the cool uncle or whatever gives to a child is like, Oh, um, you know, if they hit you, just, just hit them back and they won't fuck with you anymore. You got to really gauge the situation if you're going to do that. Cause I've done that, you know, I've hit somebody so that they'll leave me the fuck alone. Um, but it has to be like a certain amount. Like you have to look at them and decide, yeah, I could kick your ass actually. Um, so all I need to do is let you know that I can kick your ass and then you'll leave me alone. <laughs> Well, there, there were many times that I was just hit out of nowhere. So, and I had to like defend myself. So no, yeah, nobody's, that sounds face. like a, that's a Muncie that's, thing. That sounds like a fucked up situation. That's there, a Muncie thing. It, it's called being bushwhacked. Although, <laughs> although Greenfield had its moments, like my senior year of college, I broke up like three fights. That yeah. was interesting. Well, yeah, one one of them. I, I remember when you were in elementary school, and AJ uh, had to break up you in another fight by pelting the kid with crab apples. That wasn't a fight. Fight. He was he was threatening to kill me. Um, well, I didn't do anything actually. He was no. just a crazy person, and yeah. Well, and then you know he had actually. I think mommy. he was also threatening to like. I think he said something like sexual assaulty actually, but he was also a kid, so I think he didn't realize that. He was, he was saying like, that. I yeah, think he didn't know like what it meant. At yeah. the time. You were like seven, eight. Yeah. And well, I think I was literally in like kindergarten or first grade. Also like six, six years old. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think it was like six or seven. Yeah. Well, I, I just remember because I had to go to the school because AJ pelted a kid with crab apples. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And his mom took it to the school principal. Um, yeah. Well, so. his mom didn't know what he said. So <laughs> she did not. And once she heard what he said, the, the whole conversation changed when I got to explain to them <laughs> yeah. that he was actually defending my daughter who was, you know, and, and rather than get up close to the kid who looked like he might, you know, um, do something very bad to his sister, he just started hitting him with crab apples and he ran off. 
Yeah. The, the only problem is that the crab apples are really hard and they broke the kid's face open and he had to have stitches. Well, and so that was that, the real problem. Here, here's the real thing. The real rub of that is uh, AJ always had a really good arm. So <laughs> <That's true. laughs> it's not, none of us would have known that he had that QB arm over there, but he did. So that's, that's, on, that's not on him. I don't think he could so. absolutely throw balls hard. Like uh, yeah. especially footballs, it was kind of yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, but the uh, yeah, the crab apple apparently just caught the kid just the right way and cut a gash in his face, and you know there was a whole conversation. I'm like, well, you know, if he wouldn't have been fighting with my daughter, he probably wouldn't have gotten hit with crab apples. Yeah, um, I mean, in fairness, your daughter is kind of a shit. Like, I I was getting in fights. Oh, I'm sure you were mouthy. Oh, yeah. I was very mouthy. I was mouthy pretty much the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm still mouthy if someone's being a shit, but yeah, I mean, you know, I saw you almost take on like a 16 year old kid on the, on the, uh, on the snow sled. That's my, one of my favorite stories of childhood. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, tell that it, it's a great one. Cause like, you know, you guys are going down on the toboggan sled Right. And in front of you, the kid is using his inner tube as he climbs up the hill to knock other kids off their sled. And yeah. AJ sees this and he's steering the toboggan, which is, you know, hardwood. It's made out of oak or something. And I mean, it's almost 100 years old. Yeah. So. And it comes rolling down the hill fast. And that kid's swinging that thing in front of him. And AJ just steered into his shins. Well, and, and <laughs> you know, for reference, AJ and I, we always... Um, added we always invited some rando fucking other kid to sit in the toboggan with us so that it would speed up the sled right so we were rolling I, I was, 3d i, I think um, ran, i think i that day i ran down with you the first time and then i was like yeah. okay this I'm is done. far too fast yeah oh first <laughs> off i was like worried that i would like break a finger or something like all, yeah. like because it was going so fast if i put my hands down you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, I wasn't real worried if I fell off of it. Cause I just slide down on my back. The hill was pretty slick. Yeah. But I was mostly worried that I would just like break a finger or something, you know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, this thing's going like 65 miles an hour with me on it. Cause yeah. I'm heavy. Yeah. And, uh, it, it's, it's probably also dangerous to the others in the way. Right. Yeah. So I kind of like, you know, you guys ride it. And, um, but of course, you know, AJ takes the kid out in his shins and he flips over the top. And as he's going over the top, he takes Bailey off the back of the sled. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. <laughs> we got all the way down the bottom of the hill and I was holding on so tight to the oh, random that's right. kid you were in the middle. On, like he missed you that on the I way didn't, down. That I didn't sliding. see him. And AJ and the other kids saw what had happened. And I didn't even realize that there was, was like a kid down barreling yeah. down. So yeah. when we got to the bottom, we stopped and the other two bailed, like jumped out of the wheel, left. And I think I just had enough time to like peek my head up and be like, no, wait, what the up. fuck? <laughs> like I literally yeah. stood up and then the kid. Oh. Yeah. Cause he, AJ had taken him out. So he was falling down the hill on his back. Yeah. Well, that yeah. inner tube was so big that I remember it like, overwhelmed me like it went over me <laughs> so i was pissed uh, yeah he took you out at the bottom like he because he, he flipped yeah. completely over the top of you guys and yeah. then he was going down behind you and he took you out and mm -hmm. then you like on the way up the hill i don't know what kind of words you were using but all the way up the hill you were giving him i mean everybody at the top was laughing because it was <laughs> funny to watch a I mean, it was funny to watch the kid get hit because everybody had no sympathy for him because he had been knocking other people off their sleds, right? Yeah. 
and he finally got his comeuppance, but then he had to like bear the embarrassment of like a seven year old or eight year old, just ripping him a new one all the way up the hill. Like, yeah, <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't do anything with you He's well, trying I, to get away from you. Well, I was a really selfish kid. So it was like, I wouldn't really have noticed that he was like knocking people down with his inner tube or anything like that. But I would have noticed the second he did something to slight me. And I better tell you, like I was going to tell him about it, you know? Yeah. Well, AJ noticed what was going on. He totally, I mean, he turned that sled probably two or three feet to the right to catch him. Cause yeah. like, cause the tube was really big that he was swinging that he could uh -huh. get out there with it. And AJ just like, Oh, you want to swing the tube, huh? <laughs> That's AJ. <laughs> He's like, okay, we can rumble. <laughs> and he, you know, cause you can pull the chains on the front of it and twit and just uh, steer the thing. He steered it right into that dude. And and you, and when a, you hit it. There was a there was a clunk. It was like a tunk. you could hear it hit his leg. Yeah, it was like ow. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> he had to have a bruise. There's no way he didn't. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. These are you know. <laughs> <laughs> these are the great, these are the great stories of youth. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, um, yeah. Have you, uh, have you had any snow in Glasgow? No, it's rained pretty much every day. We got snow here today. Oh, winter wonderland. Well, I mean, you know, it's about as much as we had at Christmas, mm -hmm. which is to say not much. The better thing is that it's only like 28 degrees instead of negative 28. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's much better weather. It's been it it's been pretty much like pissing rain for the last several weeks. I think that that it probably will be like that all of January. Like it's it's gets yeah, we, like we maybe had the one same weather, Bailey. It's it was oh. like that for weeks. It's been we, I think we've had one day of seeing any sun at all. Yeah. And um mostly we've just had a bunch of snow, I mean a bunch of yucky gray rainy stuff. So well, I mean, it's it's true what they say. Like Scotland's very like Pacific Northwesty. Like it's all that ocean rain, right? Like it rains probably once a day. Is it uh, warmer? N I mean, it's not as cold as an Indiana winter. Like I don't have the heat on right now. But what, what's the temperature like? What do we? Oh, let me check. I'm not sure. Probably like forty degrees, maybe thirty six or something. Forty. Well, that's what, it's, that's what it's yeah, been it's around 46 here. degrees for the last couple of weeks. It's been in the forties, but like yeah. it dropped off yesterday night and it started snowing. So yeah, um, it's 46 today should be. Yeah. High of 49 tomorrow. High of 49 on Tuesday, actually high of 49 through Wednesday. So it's going to feel like that all week. Well, that's downright balmy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What, t shirt so, weather. Uh, uh, in the t shirt weather, you've been doing anything fun? No, because I've been sick all week. Oh, really? What's wrong with you? Um, well, I had a, a hell of a runny nose and then it kind of like migrated down and has been kind of a throaty, garbagey thing. Yeah, basically, like I was kind of feeling bad when we talked last week on Sunday. Um, and then after that, I like went to bed early and then woke up on Monday and I was sick. And so I've been pretty much sick all week. And, and have you COVID tested or is it? 
I mean, I've not seen anybody and it's not really COVID-y. Like I still have my sense of smell and everything. So I haven't really seen a need to. Okay. Didn't know. Um, but yeah. Self-isolating to get well. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much over it now. Like I still have a little bit of a throat thingy, but I'm pretty sure it was just cold Mm. or a flu. I mean, I think I got it from that metal show. It was that last Friday, but. That's what you get for going to metal shows. I, they're stinky, stinky boys. Yeah. Yeah. Just an entire crowd of people whose hygiene I didn't really trust. Like that's my guess. I see. Like, yeah. So. Well, maybe it'll give you more immunity later, you know, just a touch of it now. I mean, sure. I, I think that what it is, is uh, it's just been a nice week of sitting at home and I've caught up on Gilmore Girls and I made really good salmon last night. Really? The salmon I had last night. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. I did. I did it. I, I pan seared it and then I put it in the oven. Right. And then I also, um, along with like the, the rice with the garlic, like the fucking like buttery rice and veggies, I made, um, this sauce, which was like sauteed garlic and butter. And then I did Greek yogurt and lemon and then a little salt. And then I put that on the fish. And also the fish was super fucking fresh. It's like literally like caught off of the Scottish coast or whatever the fuck. So it was a beautiful piece of fish. Well, I mean, a beautiful piece of fish is a good thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, in terms of new cooking things, did I tell you that we got a new waffler? You got a new waffle maker? Yeah. Cool. And today was our first time using it. And they, the, the waffles actually turned out perfect. I well, yeah, because you, you got that first pull, baby. I mean, it was the first uh, batch, too, because like it's a it's one of those four, you know, it makes four square waffles at once. Oh, OK. Waffles. OK. Yeah. And um, so on the box of it was like it's called Kodiak Power, um, you know, Kodiak Power Mix or whatever. Okay. And it makes high protein waffles. OK. Okay. So, um, oh yeah, because they do the the they have the microwave kits. I've had I've I know what you're talking about. So like you, you know you get the mix and you put an egg and like some milk in it and it's like 20 grams of protein per waffle. Um, yeah. And so I, I was like, um, so we made those and uh, the if you make one batch of it, it makes exactly four. <laughs> There's just enough to do the four. Perfect. <laughs> you know. Do you do you um, do anything with your waffles? Like, are you a fruit man or do you just do like excessive amounts syrup. of butter and syrup yep that's what i, I mean you said not excessive amounts of syrup like well we, dad we have, you know me i eat it dry because i'm yeah. a monster so no, we use hardly <laughs> any syrup like there are people that like really syrup things I, I, no i know that people make i think there's of syrup, probably but. maybe a tablespoon of syrup on a on, on a waffle yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we use the pure maple syrup i, I don't like that's i yeah i know and that. It, 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 it's like really strong you, if you put like, you know, uh, like one of the imitation syrups, you know, the log cabin or whatever you have, yeah. like, it's not very sweet. So you can put a lot more of that on there, you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, actual real hundred percent pure maple syrup is super sweet. So mm-hmm. you, you don't get just, just a little bit is plenty, you know? Yeah. Um, that's why like at Cracker Barrel, they give you like the little, like, you know, the jars the, the shot day, glasses it's like, it's yeah like the, it's like the, it's like the hotel whiskey size yeah <laughs> bottle because <laughs> right. that's enough 
right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the stuff's potent. You don't really want to put more than that on here, you know? Yeah. Um, the, um, so, but what happened is that, uh, at, for Christmas, Eric, um, Sarah's brother gave us a, uh, he, you know, came from Vermont and he gave us a 32 ounce, uh, pure maple syrup from Vermont. Like, you know, um, jug basically of, mm-hmm. of syrup. So, um, that's going to last us like probably the whole year. Right. Cause yeah. a, you don't use very much and it's not like we have waffles every week, you know? Well, now so, you have a waffle maker. So I feel but, like maybe it's possible. But that's why that we got would. the waffle maker was cause we were like, you know, it'd be nice to be able to make waffles cause we got this syrup, yeah. you know? Um, so, and then, you know, Sarah had saw the Kodiak protein waffle mix. Right. Like, cool. Cause it's like 20 grams of protein and like five grams of carbs. So, right. So it works it's, out for it, your it's needs. It's a win. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now there's, you know, like plenty of carbs in that t- t- tablespoon of syrup, but we're going to let that, we're going to let that ride, you know, cause we've got to have yep. some flavor. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a waffle, so yeah. enjoy it yourself. But, um, but anyway, they were, they came out really good and crispy. And, mm-hmm. uh, so that, that was, you know, you had the, you had the salmon, we had the Kodiak power waffles. Right. And, um, you know, it sounds like we're being healthy people. What's with that? I, I mean, I've, have I, I'm going to you know. put it out there. I eat pretty healthy. Like I, I don't <laughs> like when I cook I mean, for myself, I brag about, you know, I had the, the triple turtle Sunday from ice cream America or like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not much of a, I'm not much of a triple caramel turtle Sunday eater. Like I, yeah, I don't I know that. ever have one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and yeah, I, mean, I don't I know. Love, I mean, you know, here's the thing. Ice cream's great. I love ice yeah. cream. I, I would, you know, I'd do a bite of ice cream, but it, it's such an empty thing that like, even if I have an ice cream, I want to have some food. You know, yeah. like, so, we, <laughs> well, and uh, you know, it's kind of a weird That's thing. That's why that, ice like, cream doesn't happen very much just because it, it, it always kind of shocks me that I, I forget that I know how to cook. Like I, I know how to cook. Like I understand how to cook well and I can make a good meal. You forget um, that? I forget because I think that sometimes I just think that this is like the normal amount of cooking knowledge people have. And then like other people have my food and I'm like, oh, Yes, this is a whole like meal. This is a good meal that I've We're made. Making like a whole thing here. We're not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just fucking around. around. Yeah. I'm not just pouring out the box macaroni and cheese and calling it a meal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like this isn't like your mama's like spaghetti, right? Like, well, I also have a tendency to even if I have something that's completely packaged to add stuff to it. Like, yeah, like because you know. I, I always doctor whatever. <laughs> well, like I also, alone. I have to doctor it in some way if I'm doing it. Like I'm also so lazy with my groceries. Like I don't want to plan out meals, meals. So I just buy things that I know I can make into like three or four things. Like a great example is they have like those frozen burritos, right? Yeah. If I have one of those, there's definitely going to be some cheese sprinkled on top of it. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not going to yeah. leave it like just as <laughs> like there has to be, some, I have to add something, right? We have to. Yeah. Either put some cheddar on top of it or, you know. A little cheddar, a little hot sauce. <laughs> Fuck it. Break out the parsley. Fuck it. It, it needs a little something extra, you yeah. know. Um, you know, like if it's if it's like a frozen pizza, I would mm-hmm. totally throw extra cheese on that thing. Cause You know what I haven't had in forever that I might ask you to send me the recipe for is, well, I can ask Sarah, um, her quesadillas, oh. her chicken quesadillas, you mm-hmm. know, when they're like, they come out of the oven and they're like 
it's like a goo pile and you yeah. can have like three or four like chicken enchiladas. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, they're not quesadillas, they're enchiladas. Enchiladas. Yeah. Uh, she she does she made those uh, uh, during football season at some point um on one of the days. Yeah, one one, one of the days when Ryan came to watch uh the Colts with me. We had Yeah, that sounds yeah. that honestly that's uh, it's it's weird like I wouldn't say that I am by any means like a patriot, right? Like I I wouldn't say that at all about me. But there are certain foods that I like strongly miss from America, <laughs> like Mexican food of any variety. Yeah. But like I've been there's, craving, there's not, there's again, not Mexican the, like, food in, uh, in London or uh, it's just not the same, man. Glasgow? It's not that good. It's not that good. It's hard to find. <laughs> yeah. I made a burrito bowl the other day and that was fucking amazing. But like, yeah, it's kind of hard to find a taco place that really hits it. Like if I find a good Pico de Gallo, I will let you know, but, um, I, you know, I've had a few places that kind of just tastes like crappy like it tastes like cafeteria food level you, mexican you can't even get like a like can you get like a jar of like on the border sauce or something there do they even sell that you it's mostly el paso um old el paso it's yeah. yeah it's like you can get old el paso but it's it's like you only get like tiny little jars and it's in like the specialty food section um and it's usually only like two or three products like it's not like they have like all of the el paso shit um but there is the old el paso refried beans are the best refried beans to buy off the store Um, but there is like a like a mexican food store um there's like a mexican grocery well honestly it's more like a north american grocery on the other side of town that i've been to that's actually pretty well stocked so i kind of want to go on up there again but it's it's a trip and I kind of feel awkward with my, my voice sounding all scratchy. I feel like they're going to be like, are you sick? And I'm going to be like, I was, um, well, there's a, uh, there, there are a, a whole lot more folks from Mexico that live in the United States than in, uh, Glasgow. Yeah, no, it makes sense. But basically like that. And then like a big, thick fucking like Kuma's burger. Right. That's right. I like the, like the burger. Right. I've been missing that. And then, um, I just recently, there's a place up the road from me called Buck's Bar. Um, and there's like three locations in Glasgow and it feels like Cheney kind of, but they have the fucking American Buffalo sauce. Uh-huh. And I, I love bustle, Buffalo sauce. I honestly have been like, can I just get this delivered? Like, could you just you deliver like, me the like, sauce? You, you, like, I don't you, want you the like chicken. like the Buffalo just, sauce? For the I chicken. love, I love Buffalo sauce. Do you, do you sauce. know what you hated that Buffalo sauce when you were? I there? understand that. But dad, I then worked at a Popeye's for like a year like or a I, summer. I, I, I worked for I, a Popeye's. I literally had a flashback to the first time you met Sarah. I understand. Gave you I'm a so sorry. I'm so sorry. Sauce. He gave you I'd like a to formally apologize for being a child, but... Like he gave you literally just one dot of Buffalo yeah. sauce. And now and it's my favorite a, sauce. And there was a like a screaming fit. Like I wasn't even, I understand. I get it. You're putting me on blast right now. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> and now you're like, I miss Buffalo sauce. I do. I miss it's Buffalo kind of freaking sauce. Me out a little. I'm, I'm my whole world's like going, you know, what, you know, what's weird is I miss Buffalo sauce so much that if it weren't for the fact that Buck's bar is now like delivery range for me. And I have now known that there's Buffalo sauce within two blocks of my house. I would have 100% messaged Harrison and been like, I know you're coming in two weeks. Could you please bring me a, like a jar of Buffalo wild wings, Buffalo sauce, please. (laughs) Thank you. I think that like you probably should have him bring you some freaking, you know, salsa. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I Los just, Angeles salsa. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't even have to be like one of those designer brands. Just bring me the like store bought Chi Chi's or Tostitos salsa. Yeah. I just want some regular, like yeah. cheapy salsa from the grocery. You don't even have to yeah. like, don't even go out of your way. Just like when you're going through the supermarket, the ones that they have on the little rack in front of the chips, grab yeah. that and a bag so, of chips too, because so, they probably don't have those either. <laughs> so, um, my friend Taya, um, has already asked me like, Hey, could you get him to bring me things from America that I want? And I was like, yeah, sure. I can shoot a message. So I already have to, I need to ask him if he'll give him like a bring... shopping list. Well, it's just, it, honestly, it's not even a big deal. It's like, um, junk food. It's, she wants, <laughs> they want a, like a box of Cheez-Its and then, um, I think it's the peanut butter M&Ms. Like not the oh. peanut M&M's, oh, the, no, peanut like the, peanut, yeah, like the, the peanut butter M&M's, like the family butter. bag if we can. Yeah. I feel you. The peanut butter M&M's are really awesome. Yeah. So apparently they're, they're kind of hard to find here. And so like Taya asked for that specifically, yeah, that. they also yeah. said, I don't oh, just let me know if it's a small popular. container. Cause I know it could be expensive. And I was like, what you're asking for is very cheap food actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> is peanut butter uh, a thing there? Like, uh, I know it's not yeah, popular. It's not popular at all really um but like it, you can find it in the grocery i think it's used for like baking sometimes or something because it's always in the baking section wow. um but yeah. they do have it yeah because i have a jar of it um it's not great peanut butter it's not like jiff um <laughs> i wish it were jiff that would make my life better because i eat jiff straight from the jar but like this stuff yeah. you well need to so put it like something. did you watch any ted lasso yet i told you you needed to no i know but i i watched gilmore girls this week so, oh, so i was catching I. up i watched well like one of the things ted lasso does because he you know he came over there he keeps a jar of peanut butter open on his counter so he can just stick a finger in it yeah <laughs> like, that's, that's that he, is valid he, that is 100 valid <laughs> he said that's yeah. what i do like you and, and they all look at him like he tells the whole team this and they all just kind of look at him like <laughs> what like because you know two things one it's peanut butter secondly he just keeps it open and sticks his finger in it every once in a while yeah yeah 100 <laughs> <You know? laughs> <100%>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but it's totally a thing apparently for him yeah uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I can see that. I, I, I think that, you know, you, you sometimes that's one of the, uh, food is one of those, uh, uh, things, no matter where you move to that uh, you end up having something like well, I it's just, when, it's I, like when I moved eat. to Nashville, there was, um, there were things that, that we didn't have regionally, you know, yeah. like pizza King, there's a, there's a place down there called Sir pizza, which is sort of like it. Um, mm -hmm. it, I, cause it's, it's, um, it's owned by the same people, but the, um, while it, it's the same recipe and everything, the, like the regional sausage and pepperoni and things that they make in the South are different mm -hmm. than Northern versions of the same stuff. Yeah. And so like, it just, it tastes a little different because it's, you know, it's like a little spicier cause yeah. that's what they do. And so it's like you know, well, it's not quite pizza King, you know, it is, yeah. but it's not, you know? So, um, that, that was the, and it was, and there was only like one of those, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so you had to go to the specific, you know, well, and that's like, that. it's like, I just, I forget sometimes that like I had things that I would eat all the time. Right. Like, like things that I loved. If, 
if I could find a bag of chichineros, which are like those, like it, like it's like a pork rind, but it's not like. I know what it is. It's deep fried uh, pig skin. Yeah, yeah, it's not a pork rind. Yeah, but it's it's damn near, and it like they, the ones from livery, like they did, like it literally a I've chicken seen skin. it, like sold in a bag, right? Like right, it's yeah. literally like. Here's a giant fucking bag of chichineros. I'm like, can someone get me one of those? Like, I just want one of them. Like, I will. <laughs> I want the little spicy lime, like, crack melt on it's my It's a tongue. real struggle to ship stuff to you because there are no, all sorts of import taxes in the Great Britain. I would like to formally apologize for the VAT tax you paid on my bag. I appreciate it. I love my you know, gift, but. You know why? Um, it was expensive and I know. You know why America exists as a separate entity, right? It's because of the crazy ass taxes that yeah. the UK has. <laughs> yeah. Well, and honestly, there's some like there's some similar bullshit. AJ and I were talking about that yesterday. He was like, um, with what's going on with like Scottish Parliament, like personally, I would be for independence pretty much immediately after the government is like, no, we're not gonna allow you guys to have laws of your own. <laughs> like he was like the second that Westminster says anything along the lines of no we don't want the UK having separate rules for different places I'd be like all right fuck y'all and I was well, like that's know, fair I saw um, um I saw America's very were, much like that yeah I saw several things were going on in Glasgow that were like protests this week that were kind of yeah there yeah and they were bad protests because they had like all sorts of awful things on signs that I was it's like decapitate well, people and and stuff like that. And I was like, my God, what Bailey stay okay. away from there. <laughs> okay. So calm down. First of all, it's not a big deal. Um, it's, you know, it's just okay. a protest. Like I, I, I saw one on the news here, like literally it was on the evening news and it was, um, it was a protest and they had like a guillotine on the sign that they okay. were holding up. <laughs> so like, what? Okay. So first and foremost, you should you understand. You got that up. First and foremost, you should understand that this country is in a different political line from from America. Like just straight up, like different. Like it's just <laughs> it's just different alignment. And then secondarily, um, they feel differently about like protesting. Like um, there's a certain like anti like it's not like anti-protest, like America protests, yes, but like peaceful protest is like peaceful is underlined in America, right? Like and that's very much like the attitude of like people who organize protests. Like when protests were happening because of Black Lives Matter, like the only thing that like was really publicized about it was like, and there are fires in the streets and they are stealing from local businesses. And it's it's like it's the same principle here. Like it's not actually a bad protest that everybody's terrified of. Like it's just a protest. So like the local zine library was holding a sign painting activity yesterday. Like it's not a big deal. No, I, I, I'm just saying, you know, the protests here, I want you to stay away from too, even though you don't listen to me. I, well, first of all, I do stay away from protests because cops shoot people in America, but that's besides the point. Um, the, the rubber bullets don't feel really that rubber to me I'm, I'm no i mean i know somebody who lost an eye because they were at a protest in fort wayne and they got shot with a rubber bullet so um yeah i don't you know i i'm when i live downtown i i put out like a private story to people i know who were being there and said hey 
if you need water or food or a place to go that's safe, like I live within 10 minutes of downtown. So like by all means come and be safe here, but I will not be participating because not because I don't believe in the cause or because I'm not going to like donate or vote in the same way as you guys, but just because I'm not going to fucking put myself in a situation that feels like I'm going to get hurt or thrown in jail just because, you know, that's not something that I personally think that my anxiety can deal with. Like I, I think that I would probably not do well with it. And I also, um, kind of question people's motives when it comes to protest, when it's not, like like when it's a person from my demographic, because I feel like there are a lot of like white feminist women who pretty much just go to protests for like the Instagram clout. And I don't think that that's appropriate. So, yeah, yeah, you, you know, uh, I, I hear you. I, I mean, I um, I'm not saying people shouldn't protest to get things that they should have. Um, no, I mean, I, that I, I, I just don't want any, anybody to get hurt that I care about. So, yeah. So yeah. like, I, you know, there was a protest going on today and I, you know, I, I know people who went to the rally or whatever. Um, and it was kind of the same thing. It's a little weird here because I am not directly in, like, I'm not a Scottish citizen. So like, I don't have the right to vote really. Um, I wouldn't, if there was a referendum, I'm pretty sure. And I don't think that I really should have the right to vote for referendum, even though I live here. Um, so it's like one of those things where I'm like, yeah, you can go out and show your support for this thing. If it's something you believe in by all means, but, um, it's I'm not a something citizen I personally, of the United States, so I'll have to go back there. To, it's not, it, it's not a, it's not a conversation I really have a horse in. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like at all. Like, it's not something that I really like. If someone wanted to open up a dialogue about it, I'd no, be like, listen, I mean, this I, is your country. Like, you should want it the way you want it. Like, I, I, I wasn't even sure what the protests were about. I just saw a few signs go across that I was like, whoa. Um, so are, basically real, like they aren't, they aren't, no, <laughs> they it's, it's, like, they don't even have like slogans. They had like, you know, well, so basically what happened was like the Scottish parliament, um, passed this bill about, um, so currently if you're a transgender person and you want to legally change the gender on your ID, you have to get diagnosed by the NHS as, um, like having gender dysphoria, right. Which costs the government money. It costs the NHS money. It, it basically means that you have to go through like the medical system here, um, which is currently like super strained and slim for resources and having shit wrong with it and all of that sort of thing. So the Scottish government was like, okay, well, we're going to just do gender self-identification for this. Like we're going to pass a bill that says you can self-identify as that gender. If you live as that gender for five years, you can fill out another piece of paperwork to make it legally sound right like basically they were taking the like gender dysphoria diagnosis out of that legislation um and then the uk government as a whole like the scottish prime i'm going to say the wrong title he's got a weird name it's like alistair jack um but basically he was like the rest representative of the uk he um vetoed that bill um so it didn't go through and he used like a special power for it um, and so basically like they're saying that he like did a thing for publicity. Um, and basically what he was doing was saying like the UK government shouldn't have two different forms of like changing identification. So, um, the UK government doesn't want to recognize that bill or that process 
in other parts of the country and therefore it shouldn't exist was their argument. Um, so obviously the main issue with that is that it kind of uh, draws into question like the power of Scottish Parliament and like whether or not they can even pass legislation if it like goes against what the UK as a whole. I mean, it kind of seems like the same kind of fight that we have here for like um, gay marriage for a while, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. federal like, government had to recognize it because making other states recognize what was marriage in another state was a problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so it's the same, it's the same concept kind of like, he isn't necessarily saying they shouldn't do it that way. He's saying we all need to agree and do it the same way because it's, it's a real problem. It's kind of problematic when, when we don't. Right. It would, it would make sense if it, I, I think it's a, it's a different and it's like slightly different of an issue and slightly more complex because like, complex. well, it's way more <laughs> complex just because the way that the UK is structured, like they're not states, they're countries is like the first part of it. So like they definitely want to have their own independent like identity and, and like it, it basically like the attitude is very much not, Oh, we are all one country that needs to operate together 100% of the time. Um, and then the other part of it is that when it's, addressed like the UK government just says no to a thing that the Scottish parliament passes. It seems less like, um, oh, the federal government is going to shoot down what the state decides. It's more like um, the federal government doesn't give a shit what like the state government has to say at all. Right. Like, so it's like if the state of Indiana passed a thing that the federal um, courts didn't uh, like the federal government didn't like, it wouldn't be like, um, a representative of the executive branch says, no, fuck you. That's not happening. I'm vetoing this. It would be a process of like the federal government suing the state of Indiana for that law. And then it would go through the Supreme court. So it's just like, there's not really a process in the works for that disagreement between like Scotland and the UK as a whole, which is yeah, for between fucked. states. Yeah, you have so. to have some kind of a mechanism. To, yeah, that's like the the, be, then, the best I can possibly to, explain it. Then you have to be able to honor it, even if. I mean, I guess yeah. then you get to the merits of of that particular issue being like, um, you know that that's that's a really complex issue to begin with, and uh, changing how you recognize it from being a like diagnosis to to that definitely changes the like the goalposts for for that yeah <laughs> well and it also is like not all governments are built the same which is kind of weird so it's like what i know about governmental structure is very u.s centric so like even trying to think of how it's working and explaining how it works like i read like three or four articles on it from various outlets over the past few days just to try and understand like who the fuck that guy is what the fuck the bill was like why are people gathering? What are they arguing again? Like I like, and whereas in the U S it's like, it's such a, like, I have so much like foundational information that it's very easy for me to be like, Oh, that's what's going on. So, well, and some people don't, and that leads to a lot of, um, a lot of discord here as well. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, especially when leaders lie because they they're taking advantage of people with low information, 
you know, yeah. or, or low knowledge of the government because they didn't pay attention in, in government class in elementary school. And well, and honestly, <laughs> the thing yeah. is, like, as we get into like further stuff, like, I mean, America was a shit show like two weeks ago. Right. Like, like with the, the speaker confirmation shit. Right. Well, I mean, it wasn't. And really. so, I mean, well, it, you know, the, 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 um, <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, the, that, that was a minor dust up compared to other things. I mean, the, you know, January 6th, uh, 2021 was definitely worse than anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, and but, what's weird about January 6th is like, I think that a lot of it, it is, it's hard to understand what happened there. Like not really. A, well, no, f- no, not from the, Oh, people were marching on the Capitol. They didn't like what the outcome of the election, right? Like from the no, governmental body the election from procedural shit, right? Like what the, what was happening there was like basically just like a, like a, what's it called? Like a, procedural event like oh we're signing this paperwork we're announcing blah 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 and then it's done like like it's not even an event really that happens and people care about it's not like like the inauguration right it wasn't an inauguration january 6th no it was much bigger than the inauguration it was they were counting the votes for president and yeah, no, but the vote count. <laughs> they were it wasn't the vote for president like the votes that had was. already been counted the, like it was no they hadn't mm-hmm <laughs> Okay, you're making me feel like I didn't understand what it was at the time. And so I'm going to go back and look at this. So here's the thing. The Electoral College casts their votes and they pass them on to Congress. And then they open up the envelopes and they count the votes and they record in front of Congress and they record them and they say, okay, this is what happened, even though we already know. So what I'm saying is like, we already know what the electoral votes are. It's already been announced to one. Well, yes, it's been announced to one. But so it's a formal registry of oh yes we have those electoral votes this is the the, formal announcement of yes these are the electoral votes here's the thing it's the actual votes like the people can change their votes they don't have to vote that way under the constitution yes but they haven't done that ever (laughs) yeah they have people have changed their votes sure but it hasn't changed the outcome of the election ever it hasn't changed the outcome of the election since 1870 or something. (laughs) Okay. But they can change the, their votes. And in this case, there was a lot of pressure being put on people to change their votes because of the lies that were going on. Right. And so that was one of the ploys that they were trying to stop. And then secondarily, they were trying to stop the election from being certified, which it can't be done until they actually count the electoral votes. Okay, so the point I was trying to make, now that we have this background information, the point I was trying to make was that on that particular occasion when we're understanding what happened that day, in order to understand the like whole point of it being on January 6th, you have to not just understand that we have an electoral college with representatives or blah, 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 blah. You need to understand that those votes are announced on TV, that they are the, this summary and this is how it all is divided up. And this is the state and like blah, blah, blah level. And then you have to understand all of the influences on those electoral officials. And then you have to understand that the college then puts it into two like different envelopes and that those are sent off until this government body and then they are read before congress and then that is officially sworn in as the official count like in order to understand all of those steps like 
from an outsider's perspective, if you don't understand those 18 different pieces, which is mm-hmm. not taught you to you in elementary schools, because it's a lot of information to hand to a fifth grader, it kind of seems like a din of crazy people doing crazy shit. Right. And that's the, the, the real problem with it from my perspective is that people don't understand a lot of them, the real gravity of it, which is the, the, the people came there to stop the votes from being counted so that they could stop the election from happening. Like yeah. the actual election happens after the general election. The general election is just a suggestion to the electors on who they have to vote for. And yeah. really what it does is pick the people that are electing. It doesn't actually pick the election. Well, in almost every state, there is a law that says, you know, based on who is selected as an elector, they have to vote for the people that were voted for by the people. Right. Yeah. But they but they can break that because that's a state law, not a federal one. Yes. So they can go and vote whatever they want. Right. <laughs> okay. So so what I'm what I'm saying is basically like the thing with January 6th that terrifies the shit out of me is not necessarily like, like the like pawn placement of like that so much as it's the idea that like there is an alternative universe where they did get onto the floor without like being held back by security and before they could like clear it right and there was an alternative where they did drag mike pence out onto that guillotine cut his head off and then burn the votes right and that's kind of freaky like that's really freaky yeah exactly so um well i mean and that 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 was their goal but they right. were very good at it right um, and if they if they were good at it i don't like i don't think that they necessarily would have gotten their like it would have made a statement it would have devolved the u.s well, into a state of panic right and they, wouldn't have, would, they wouldn't have even gotten to the point that they did if the if the president wasn't complicit yeah in, if in he wasn't pre- literally saying hey you should do this have you yeah well and and then calling off the national guards and the and and the actual troops from guarding yeah. the, the congress he left yeah. it just to the capitol police even though they were asking for help yeah and if if they had of you know if it wasn't for the vice president who said okay i need the troops now I don't care what the president says because I need to finish this vote count and I've been empowered to do so. So he yeah. could actually take control and, and get the troops in there, which, you know, there's like, it's a really sketchy gray area as to whether he had that authority or not, but he sure but, didn't take it because he, it was, it was his life that was on the line and yeah. that's how they got everybody out of there. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, that, you know, it was, uh, it, it was really bad because the, um, the president had lost and didn't want to admit it, which is yeah. never happened ever. That's never, ever, ever happened. Never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that part has not happened. Like, yeah. in, in fact, that part is like, to me, just so wicked. Like that's the, that's the worst of the evil that's there. And, and, and so what you saw um, a couple weeks ago was actually the after effect of that, which was um, the people who supported Trump not wanting uh, a leader that wouldn't agree with them on that because he didn't agree. He actually came into Congress right after the thing and denounced all of them and said, we have to go by whatever the election results are. And the reason he said that is that he wanted to be elected to a position of power. And he knew that if we throw out the whole government, 
I no longer am being elected to anything and we're at the whims of some dude. Yeah. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and he wasn't all in. In fact, none of those people that actually have power in Washington wanted to give up their power. And that's why right. there wasn't an actual overthrow of the government. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans that are in power were like, no, 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 no. If he stays in power, we're not in power anymore because that means the Congress has no power. And, and no. Congress is what the game I've been playing. So <laughs> right. Like, we're not flipping the board. A, it, was, yeah. it was a self-preservation move, right? Well, and it's weird because it's Which like, is why our government has held together this long because it, it is all about self-preservation for a lot of folks at the base level, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole the whole game doesn't work if you, which is weird because like a lot of people play the game with checks and balances. It's like, okay, right. well, we're balancing the structure right so that one side of this till gets fed and the other doesn't, like gerrymandering, for example. Um, but right. um, the, the weird thing is basically it's like, yeah, they're not really, really on the same side. They're just like voting together, like... They don't agree, actually. It's just oh, the, one the of them is like, well, I'd like to get paid. So the Republicans in no way agree on anything. That's why they're so ineffective. Yeah. <laughs> like they have um, like probably four factions of them. Yeah. And the, the extreme ones are the ones that you see on the news all the time. But it's yeah. by no means the whole Republican Party. No. It's mostly just the loudmouth, right, extreme right wing people that are on TV a lot. Well, that's because when you're a on TV get, a lot, you gain power a lot. Well, like that's well, like the, the their, is, their power is that the ones like, that don't agree with them get drug into agreeing with them a little bit along the way, because without them, they won't have any power at all. So they have to yeah. have their like, And that's that's kind of the problem there is like there were like, you know, six guys holding up McCarthy being, you know, uh, speaker, but they didn't have enough votes to make anybody else speaker. Yeah. Right. You know, like <laughs> in their party anyway, they could have, there's since, not enough crazy people. <laughs> right, right. There's not. And they, and, and, and the rest of them are like, you know, we don't really care. We're not voting for one of you guys. Like, you know, yeah. you're, you're just going to have to agree with, we'll give you some concessions, but, <laughs> but yeah. we're not putting one of you in charge. That's not happening. I'm sorry. You know, like we'll let the Democrats be in charge first. That's pretty much where they were standing. Right. Yeah. Because they can at least make a deal with the Democrats. <laughs> They're like, honestly, I was kind of waiting for that. I was like, yeah. why don't you just. Oh, that's why do the, the crazy whole, person thing. Honestly, behind closed doors, I guarantee that's what happened. There were yeah. several of the moderate Republicans who were like, you know what? We're going to end this really quick. You won't get anything you want at all because mm -hmm. us six are going to go vote with the Democrats and we're going to end this thing and we're going to have a speaker and it won't be a speaker that you like. In fact, yeah. you, you think you don't like Kevin McCarthy. You're really, really not going to like Hakeem Jeffries. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that's how they ended the, the standoff because, you know, that, that wasn't publicly how they ended the standoff, but I guarantee that was the conversation in the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, Especially since one of the uh, one of the there were still five that voted against one of one of them that said he would switch, which was Matt Gates, said he was going to switch, but then he voted not present instead of voting uh, for McCarthy. Well, yeah. that didn't do any good because it didn't give him a majority; it just gave less votes, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? And so it was like, and 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 McCarthy literally ran out there and like almost punched him on the floor of Congress. <laughs> 
Wilson? Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> got in his face and started yelling like, you know, Reba. Yeah, like um, Reba. Yeah. So it was uh that 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 actually cracked me up. I was like, you know, this is like one last F you before I actually vote for you. Like that's what that was. That was mm-hmm. <laughs> and McCarthy knew it was. <laughs> Like you're going to make this go to another ballot just because you're a jerk, just because you're contrary and you feel like it. Yeah. You know? 100%. <laughs> yes. Cause there, you know, it was, you know, but, but the great thing is that now we have a complete and utter stalemate in our Congress and so nothing's going to change for the next couple of years. In fact, we'll probably go bankrupt as a government because they're not going to pass any kind of, um, debt ceiling really uh move so that's going to cause a problem well that's what happened the last few times so every time the republicans are in charge they they somehow try to completely block paying our bills not not the approval to pay to have a budget but the approval to pay them after they've approved paying for stuff yeah literally (laughs) it's just like okay well we're gonna have a government shutdown at the start of every year until this is done we're gonna shut down the government because we voted for this stuff to be to to be done but you know when the bill comes we're going to vote to not pay it even though we voted to do it to begin with um which is you know what they uh, did for several years um for for the last four years of obama like yeah over yeah 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 we had so many government shutdowns i was like obviously there's a government shutdown yes well the thing is we don't have to have a government shutdown this is the part no i know What, what we could do is just print money because the pre- the president can do that anyway, but he doesn't want to add to inflation by doing that. So, yeah. but but the pro- that's what's going to end up happening in about six months when they can't pass this because like we already are the ceiling has to be moved in the next six months, and if they can't pass a debt ceiling move to borrow money, then instead of borrowing it, they'll just print it. Yeah. So that we don't default on any of our debts. Yeah. <laughs> because there's no way Biden lets us default on debts. Yeah. So um, then the inflation that we've had already will get worse (laughs) because if you start printing money, inflation gets worse pretty quick, right? Yes. I, Um, yeah. I mean, yes, that is how inflation works. Yeah, I know. So, you know, um, on a completely different note, you want to talk about season three of Gilmore girls? Absolutely. Okay. I love that t- chat though. It was it was cool to talk about the different gu- I mean cuz I was I was actually curious as to what was going on in the UK after I saw the crazy signs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was like I mean, I think that the people are just a little bit I mean, melodramatic. Well, well, and also this entire country is built on like killing each other, so. I don't know that they're melodramatic. I mean, I saw the, you know, the the You saw the guillotine itself being wheeled out, yeah. The guillotine, uh, it, you know, it brings me to it's definitely shades of, you know, um uh France and the in the French Revolution where, you know, they really used guillotines. Um <laughs> When, when the government, when there were real protests against the government, um, and they just took the head of the government literally with a guillotine, um, <laughs> yep. you know, Louis would tell you if his head wasn't in a bucket, that it was an unpleasant experience. Anyway. Um, so episode one of season two or season three, season four, what are you season talking about? F- Fuck. 
Dude, we are rolling here. Yeah. We're on we're on Gilmore Girls season four. Season four. Episode um, one. And they come rolling so, in from Europe at the start of it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They they come home. Um they're because, you know, like I said, uh, I think in the last one, we are now treading into the water of you know College. the second half of the Gilmore Girls. Like the I feel like yeah. there's two halves, even though they're broken up into seasons. Mm-hmm. This is like High school Rory, and now we're in college. College Rory, yeah. So basically, um, they come home. They're a few dates late from their itinerary, and the entire town uh, has been charting their path. Um, And their neighbor, Babette, actually thought they were going to be home two days before. And she spent those two days calling every single embassy in Europe. um, Well, yeah, every consulate. Yeah. Every consulate. Yeah. Which I, I thought was, uh, <laughs> I love Lorelai's like, you told Babette our schedule. Well, I thought that if we were caught going smuggling hash into Turkey, that wouldn't you want someone to know where we are? <laughs> She's like, why would we be smuggling, smuggling hash into Turkey? Well, we didn't know. We met somebody. He stuck it in our bag. You know, he was so handsome, very <laughs> persuasive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh so i I love that their schedule got thrown off because they were spending two days in dublin like trying to stalk bono right yes of course it did yeah and and i love that they were um they get they get into the bedroom and lorelei lays on her bed and smells the pillows and she says i forgot that pillows don't have to smell like feet yeah (laughs) you know you know there's this thing about um, staying in hostels as a person in their thirties that l- lets me know that, Hey, you know, it's a real good idea to have a nice hotel room. <laughs> well, what I liked about it was she was like, you know, maybe in my twenties, I would have romanticized this, but no, <laughs> <laughs> right. I totally wouldn't romanticize it. I was kind of on the page with Emily when she said, you're going to stay where, let me just mm-hmm. pay for hotels. <laughs> I'll pay for it. It's okay. You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we're going to do this. Um, I also loved uh, part of that was Rory went, had, uh, because they had their schedule thrown off. Right. Because Rory wrote the wrong date down or something, right? She has to yeah. check into college like this she week, wrote, not next week, right? Yeah. She, her orientation was the week before she thought it was, right? right. Which yeah. I'm a little bit like, yeah, they probably changed the date and only mentioned it once. Like, like, it probably wasn't your fault actually because college is like that, but yeah, that's how these things happen with college is like, Oh, suddenly I've got to go do this. Right. Yeah. And, um, but they, uh, so they had to get ready quicker. So she was trying to get all this stuff together that, um, that she needed. Uh, Lorelai was trying to get together Rory's stuff and didn't go to dinner. Right. At Emily and Richards. And mm-hmm. so I love it when they're asking about the, um, <laughs> they're asking about the the trip with uh-huh. Rory herself. Oh, and they didn't check up on any of their friends. But, yeah, like, they didn't check up on the Gundersons or whatever. Yeah, the, <laughs> any any of um, the the Gilmore's expensive European friends. Yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna have to stay with them the next time we go through. And they look uh, upset about it. It's like you were <laughs> handing them. Okay. Like your chore. Yeah. Like, no, we didn't get to do that. You know, this is the funny thing about that. Like sometimes the same thing happens to you in adulthood where it's like, you know, you have some relation and it's not, you don't want to see them. It's just that you only have like 
you know, two days and that you're in whatever place far away, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you, you know, so you don't end up looking them up and you kind of feel bad about it. Right. Yeah. Like that you didn't get to because, but then also sometimes you just like, you get down there and you're like, I don't feel like doing it today. And this is the only day I really would rather go to the, you know, the party at the beach with the, you know, with the cabana or what, you know, whatever yeah. it is. they're having a, a tiki party or whatever. Well, I, you know, I have this family that lives 20 miles away, but I'm on vacation and I really want to do the tiki dance thing. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's nothing personal really. Right. Um, and, and, but, but this, it, w- it wasn't even like, their relation that they knew it was like friends of their parent of her parents. There's yeah. no way they're going to do that. I don't even know why they thought they would. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, <laughs> literally the only way I was like, the only way you could have possibly expected that from somebody is if you specifically said, this is like a business person and I would like you to please do that. Right. Or it might be a benefit to you too. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. Like, Oh, they're a Yale person or whatever, but they had but, their own itinerary and they weren't there that long. So they were only, no. they were trying to get everything in, you know? So, yeah. But I, so, I, I mean, I, that's I, I thought the, it was hilarious though, because they were like one at a time. How about the Gundersons? Did you go to their blah, blah, blah. How about every the, single country? Yeah. Like, yeah. And she had to be like, no. <laughs> oh no, we didn't. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I feel really bad for Emily because she's like, like, at first, you can tell that like the whole plan was like, oh, I had always planned for an extended dinner tonight because I haven't seen you guys in months and I missed you and wanted to spend more time. And then as soon as it she really catches wind that like, oh, Rory wants to leave. She like does it out of spite. Right. Like, right. She totally does. We're going to watch ballroom dancing like, yeah, oh, you haven't seen the ballroom dancing. You have to not. We're going to do that you know, mm-hmm. and like sucks her into doing it and holds her hostage. I love that. Yeah. Um, well, and then, then Lorelai comes to save her and you know, it's like Rory only has like two nights left with her at all. Right. Like, Oh, I still need to pack for Yale and get ready to move and like say goodbye to my hometown or whatever. Yeah. Um, throughout this entire episode, it's really underscored because, um, Taylor has elected her like the ice cream queen <laughs> without telling her. And then it's like, upset that she's not doing it like, i love that she walks into the ice cream store and she's got the poster and she's like he's like he, he's just talking away and she's sitting there wanting to say something and then she finally breaks it to him right that you've made me the ice cream queen you know yeah and, then, and she keeps walking by as he's like and every time he jabs at her like yeah the, by the thing. he's like chirping at her yeah right yeah and then she finally a takes a hockey up the game stage. and he's in the penalty box <laughs> she st- she finally steps up on the stage and just lays it into him <laughs> right you know why i'm not the ice cream queen because he, he didn't, didn't ask, ask. Me. yeah and i might have been able to make time for this craziness but <laughs> yeah. i'll be back to be the pumpkin queen or whatever you guys can come Yeah, with. I will be back in that embarrassing pilgrim outfit on Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like that Lorelai and they also they brought gifts back, but he forgot she Lorelai forgot to get one for Luke because she wanted the perfect gift and like she kept passing up choices, right? So she yeah. gets a bar jar of jam from Suki. Right. Yeah. And fruit uh, de 
yeah it's yeah, like whatever fruit de something french yeah it's like yeah not it's not french like it's like some made up it's like it does not <laughs> it totally isn't and yeah. then of course when she was at suki's suki wanted to tell her the sex of the baby but jackson didn't want to know and he has that weird button i don't want to yeah. know the sex of my baby on his shirt yeah and he co-ops rory into the into the, the button wearing <laughs> the club yeah. well i love that she has that entire shed right like of items that she's saving for the baby. Right. She has to keep them away from Jackson though. Cause they're all blue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my, my solution would have been, what if you just go with green? Like, like <laughs> so, then you don't have to have your weird shed. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, the whole Taylor thing though, um, like the best part of it is that he's decided instead of having. <laughs> she, instead, yeah, he's having Kirk fucking. Instead of instead of having the ice cream queen, he's now going to have a skydiver come in. And yeah, but it's not in. a skydiver. It's Kirk. Like, <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's in there buying something from Kirk. Lorelai's in there buying something from Kirk. And he starts to put on the back of the uh, parachute. And she's like, Kirk, don't do it. Like, and, and she seems to have talked him out of it, but then at the very end of the episode. And then he comes back later at the end of the episode, like carrying the parachute, right? Oh, he's he's in the parachute and the suit and he's walking out of the bushes. He was heavy wind. (laughs) Yeah. He missed, (laughs) he missed downtown and landed out by the dragonfly (laughs) in. And had to hoof it all the way out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so (laughs) that was pretty funny. And then, um. But there's also a thread going through this about Luke because he, um, at first he's yelling at Taylor about the window between the soda shop and Luke's. But- yeah, because he just put a window in there. He like <laughs> changed the integrity of the building. Like that definitely breaches your lease. Like he will be paying for that. Also, like he's making it so people from Luke's have to look into his shop, not the yeah. opposite, right? Like- yeah. It's all about bringing attention to his shop from from Luke's like, oh, you're done eating instead of ordering pie. Come over and have an ice cream. Right. Yeah. Uh, Which was what Luke knows. But, you know, he's just a little furious. But then mostly it's because he's getting divorced, which we didn't even know he was married. He finally tells Lorelai on the cruise that he proposed and they decided to get married and they decided to get divorced all on the same cruise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um and that and that so you know. the next episode yeah that loops around because while Lorelai is packing up Rory for college Luke is dealing well, with the right and she's borrowing his truck and and Luke's dealing yeah, with the lawyers so, right but through the next yeah, few episodes so we, he's dealing with the lawyers they keep coming back I love the lawyers I I honestly <laughs> they so don't believe him because like, I love the fact <laughs> they don't believe him that he doesn't want anything he just wants a divorce well everybody wants something yeah and then he, he and when he finally says what he wants like I think it's like three episodes later he says something like what he wants is you know they're on the cruise they saw this certain act. And they were, and yeah, it was, it was terrible. And then they, they got forced into seeing it two more times. Two more times. And he wants those three hours up. back. <laughs> what I want is those three hours back of my life. <laughs> and then the, all of the lawyers look at each other and they're like, we'll see what we can do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How? <laughs> How What's gonna, your plan? 
<laughs> How are you doing that? He was asking for that back because it was like, <laughs> he's like, you know what I do? He's being a jerk. You know what I do want something. <laughs> this was the worst show that we've ever seen in our lives. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm talking about, I've seen this and this and this, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> what so the, back. meanwhile, there, Lorelai is using Luke's truck to move Rory into college and it's packed to the teeth. And basically the entirety of this episode is like one long, like emotional thing, but there are some like keynotes that you need to know. For example, um, Paris has tricked the Yale system into being Rory's roommate. Okay. In a suite well, we're not like there are only four people in this suite. The other two girls in their suite do not have roommates. And Paris Geller was like, no, I want a roommate and I want it to be Rory Gilmore. Like, well, and, and, she, and she does this because her life coach, Terrence, yeah. which is the best thing. Terrence said just, that our story wasn't over. <laughs> no, our journey wasn't complete. That's what it oh, was. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, not our story isn't over. Our journey isn't complete because she uses all that new agey life coach language yeah. every time she talks about Terrence. <laughs> she has a craft station. And and so, like, that's a big thing. The other thing is that, like, Lorelai keeps a craft station. coming back home to do crafts. Lorelai uh, keeps coming back to campus. Like, they do three trips. Like... <laughs> Well, and the mattress thing, right? Because they decide yeah. they're going to switch out. For, she's getting a new mattress. They're not going to use the nasty Yale mattress. Yeah. Then, but they were supposed to call somebody to come get it. And they didn't do that. So she tries to just haul it off. And then it gets mm -hmm. stuck in the truck because yeah. there's nowhere to haul where, it. Where are you going to dispose of this mattress? Yeah. <laughs> right. So what, and it ends up working out because Lorelai gets a page from Rory at the end of this episode that basically is like, Rory's like, hi, I'm homesick. I know I'm a little weenie baby. Can you please like come here? And Lorelai like not only gets them dinner from every takeout place and all of like, well, Hartford well, they, I love fun. this idea though. Like they, they ordered takeout from like 15 places so that they can test out which ones do have the best delivery and the best food and all that. And like the right cutest the, delivery boys. Yeah. Right, right at the start of the semester. So, and then they have all these people over to, to eat the food, of course. Yeah. And, and um, I was like, that is an awesome idea. Like, yeah, that's a really good idea. In college, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like let's all get together and order a carry out from six places and figure out what places are good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, what a, what a cool concept. I love that. Um, yeah. And the next morning, like at the end of the episode where like it, some girls even brought Rory coffee and said, Hey, you want to come to us with us to this new student orientation? Here's a coffee we already got for you. We and found Lorelai's the best coffee like, cart. Yeah. Yeah. And and Lorelai had already told Rory, Oh, is it by the library? Like, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I also like that Tana was her, one of her roommates that mm -hmm. like, so she arrived, she was the first roommate that we get to meet. Right. Yeah. And she's like a little like shriveled up she's, thing. He doesn't want to talk. And we find yeah. out why, because she's fucking 16. Yeah. At Yale, like alone. <laughs> and her parents, like, where are her parents? You they know? dropped like, her off because she's, dropped her off she's because... a college student. She's a prodigy of some sort. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and the thing is, she never says anything stupid, like that's actually intellectually not smart, but she's totally like 
obviously and well, socially yeah and like, she's probably like 13 socially right yeah well because <laughs> like, every room she's ever been in she's been that kid in the back yeah that's like brilliant right yeah and so she's like she's you know she's she's freaked out basically yeah <laughs> And she doesn't know what to say to anyone ever, like throughout <laughs> whatever she's like, whatever there's a fight or something, she's just, you know, kind of window dressing, you know? Yeah. And I love so, that oh, another, another moment I love in this one, this is like, that like cracks me up is Rory's mm-hmm. in line with Paris to get her student ID photo and yeah. she's, she's chatting or whatever. And she sits down and she's like, Oh, can I? And they snap it before she even turns her head. Like, yeah, <laughs> she's got her face like to the left looking at the guy who's getting ready to yeah. take the picture and he snaps it <laughs> next. Yeah. And then, he, then they put Ronnie Gilmore which, on, on the student ID instead which is, of Rory. <laughs> honestly, so relatable on the student ID thing, because I, I remember getting my student ID during orientation and they had it already set up, but it was like the camera was on a tripod and the background was at a certain height and I'm five eleven, right? Um, average height for a man, right? Like I am not, I am a normal height. I don't know what the six, four people did. I had to actively like Scooch. wall sit. Like I had to like, I was halfway to a squat during that photo and it took forever to take. So it was like, I was like grimacing. I was like this in that photo because I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, this is like half of a squat. Like my quads are starting to burn. Can we please, can you push the button? Yeah. Can well, you push the fucking button? I have to go to like at the, at the driver's license, you know, cause they make you take a new picture every few years. Right. Yeah. Like, when I have to get that taken, I stand there like smiling at the camera, like, cause I know they're just going to snap it at a weird moment, trying to keep my eyes open yeah. and smile all the time, yeah. you know, <laughs> crazy face. <laughs> cause they yeah. don't even give you any kind of like warning. They just like, mm-hmm. you know, they snap it whenever they want to. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're not on your time. So the next episode. Before we jump to the next one, though, there is a moment at the end that I want to talk about, which is. Okay. Lorelai comes home to the empty house. Yeah. And like, and there's no kids there. And Mm -hmm. like, that is the moment that like made me want to cry. Like, (laughs) because I remember like, that's the worst moment of the day. Like you've dropped your kids off at college and you come home and the the house is absolutely it's so silent after having your kids like be there all the time for years <laughs> you know mm-hmm. at least one of them or whatever and then and then you're like come in and there's like oh not only are they not here right now which i mean that had happened but they're not yeah, I mean, coming either like <laughs> they're not going to be here for a while you know yeah um so that's a it's a really odd feeling to have that and well and you were kind of an extra softy about that too like you so always wanted us around mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's right. fair lorelei is an extra softy she's yeah. like she's like soft serve ice cream like that shit melts in the sun like <laughs> right she was like uncool with the, the whole situation but it is what it yeah. is yeah so um and then we have the, the next episode which was called the hobbit the sofa and digger styles <laughs> yeah i that that name does not recall for me what was in this episode because i remember it being like the first day of classes right and rory well, 
It's the first day of classes and Rory is allowed to like have a bunch of classes, right? And go to all of them and then drop the one she doesn't like. Right. Because that's the way they do it there, apparently. Yeah. Which it which is like a dream come true for Rory. Can you imagine (laughs) that? Like I'm gonna go to classes all day and then get to decide which ones I want to keep. Like, yeah. Right. (laughs) So um that happens and she shows up like an hour early for classes. I remember like some kids like goes into the classroom, drops off the leaflets for that class and then goes freshman and then walks out. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Well, the, the, the only other kid there was Marty who we haven't met yet. Yeah, but we will shortly. It's like a foreshadowing because we're going to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the whole thing with this episode is that Paris is like, okay, first weekend of school, there's going to be an entire like hall wide party. And I want to leave our door open so that people come into our room and think that we're cool. Right. Like she thinks it's going to set her up for friendship success for the rest of the semester. She's like, no, this isn't high school Paris Keller. I'm a different person now. Um, she's not, but she thinks she is. <laughs> well, there's three. And Rory things. says, That's why, like the, no. the title, and then the title of the thing actually gives us the three things that we need to know that are going to happen. Right. Right. The, the sofa is that Emily sends all new furniture into their dorm room when yeah. she's not there. Like, like, the, yeah. like the, she snuck into the room, measured the place, has all this expensive stuff sent and doesn't tell anyone. So that's and one then, piece. And then yeah. the other two pieces, I mean, and so that's the piece where Rory is starting her new life. Then we yeah. go to Digger Styles, which is really Richard starting his new life because he started his new business, but uh, now he's going to get a business partner from Digger. And then yeah. the third part is the Lord of the Rings party, which is the Hobbit, which is yeah. because... Lorelai because Lorelai and Suki do, are uh, going into business together and they have well, to do a kid's party as a catering thing. They have to do a catering thing because they're still trying to get the end. Like they're just starting to get the end remodeled and they need some income. Right. Yeah. So those are, those are the big three. So we're going to jump between those. Right. So the yeah. first one is the room. We've got the sofa thing. Paris wants to have everybody in the room, you know, <laughs> to, mm-hmm. like, cause they're going to, the dorm's going to be open to have people have their doors open and they can walk through and Rory is completely unenthusiastic and the other two roommates really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, uh, one, one thing I love about this party though, as it gets going and everybody's here and there, um, Paris, like these two people that Emily, because you know, Emily is butting in and that's why I said we have to mention the sofa, right? Yeah. Like these two girls that are like, twin sisters and they're the daughters of one of the daughters of the revolution groups mom right. that's in that they're in there with Emily. Yeah. And Emily has told them they need to go find Rory. Right. And so they show up there and they are completely not people Rory would ever hang with. <laughs> like no. <laughs> like they sit down on the couch and they're like, "Oh, this is the one that Emily picked out. Oh, she has right. such great taste." Right? Like Right. They start going on and on about Emily and like and and the thing that real Rory's right now pretty annoyed about, right? Yeah. But she can't yeah. say anything to Emily about really because there's no win in it. Like she had a conversation no. with Lorelai. That was kind of funny. Lorelai's like, you know, <laughs> This is my mother targeting my soul, my future, and my entire life. Uh, but with mm-hmm. it, with you, at least she threw in an ottoman, right? <laughs> like yeah, she's like, this is this is how it feels. This is this is exactly yeah. how it feels for me. Except for with you, she threw in an ottoman. You know, you like, <laughs> yeah. And and so yeah. then then the um, 
the, those girls are sitting there talking to her. That's the part I think is very funny because Paris finally gets sick of everybody in the crowd. She's met, she's gone around and she's yeah. met each of them and decides that she doesn't really like any of them. And she starts yeah. kicking them out. And then Rory goes, Oh no, my roommates kicking well, I guess you guys, out. I guess you guys are going to have to go. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> like she's just destroyed by it. Like she's like, yeah. Oh darn. <laughs> I, I like i'm busted loose laughing at that that mm -hmm. was fucking hilarious i was like <laughs> that's that's the biggest i mean rory is not an unsarcastic person but that was the drippiest sarcasm i've ever heard out of her that was yeah, that was pure, high level sarcasm. Yeah, like that was like her mom coming through you know um the second part of this is is similarly like oh the sar gilmore sarcasm coming through right because um basically this the son who replaced richard at his old firm um is trying to come over for drinks and he's like no fuck that guy i don't well, want to talk to the guy who replaced jason me but, but he's been called digger as a kid digger styles we don't know why he's called digger yeah but that's what he was called and um, when he was like eight yeah right <laughs> well <laughs> and of course he's a little annoyed by anybody still calling him digger you know yeah uh, <laughs> and, so and digger he, comes over at emily's invitation because emily butts in and they have a one-on-one -on -one meeting and digger basically says hey i don't want to be a part of my dad's firm anymore i want to go into business with you and i want to take all my high profile clients with me because i, I want to be your the best I think you built my dad's company anyway, and yeah. I want to work with you. And plus, I really, really, really want to piss off my dad. Yeah. And, and that's the part that Richard, Richard really says, likes. Yeah. As soon as Richard hears, uh, like literally Digger says, imagine his face as I tell him that I'm yeah. leaving for the guy that he forced out of his company to make room for me. <laughs> yeah. It, Richard loves that. Emily it's a really good face. When she yeah. finds out about it later, she doesn't like that at all. No. <laughs> but um, I think it was that was that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And then um the Hobbit party. So well, the, the thing with Suki, the Hobbit party Suki, is Suki is pregnant, but Suki is also Suki. So Suki likes things a certain way and doesn't understand like when things aren't the way that she sees as perfect and appropriate and great um because she's a chef and she wants her kitchen running well and her her menu curated and all of that shit well, so she's also kind of a high-end chef and she doesn't really yeah. understand regular food like no she doesn't like she respects right. luke and what luke does but she doesn't ever she wouldn't make anything that luke's makes right and, like, and she definitely wouldn't make things that are below that which are like no. things that kids would eat right because yeah. kids have very simple palates and a lot of the stuff she makes kids just won't even look at Let's so even, they, they might like it if they tried some of it, but they wouldn't even look at it. <laughs> so the, yeah. the, the real start of this was the second that she brings it up, Lorelai's a little bit like what, why? And it like, the reason is because she knows that Suki is a high end chef. So she's not thinking, Oh, Suki can't do this or Suki wouldn't do this or Suki's going to do a bad job. She's thinking who the fuck came to you, a high end chef world-class chef and said hey party. will you cater my kid's birthday party like that's kind of offensive like 
<laughs> yeah. And it's so, not going to work. That's what she was thinking yeah. from the beginning. Right. Yeah. But she was like, it'll be okay. Suki, you just have to make sure you make food for the kids. Yeah. Right. And then we get in there and she's like made hors d'oeuvres and you know, pate all these other and pate and all, uh, and the kids just look at it. <laughs> and then I love my favorite one is she pulls the Mac and she's like, where is the kids food, Suki? This is great, but where's the food for the kids? Well, there are adults here too. I understand that, but there's 60 kids out there, which, what, what are we having for the kids? And then she pulls the Mac and cheese out of the oven. I made the Mac and cheese and she's like, why is it green? Mm-hmm. Well, it's jalapeno Mac and cheese. She's like, okay, did you make any kids food? they're not going to eat that why because it's green they're not even going to try it it could be the greatest mac and cheese ever they're going to try it because it's green that's it that's the reason yeah and she's she isn't getting it because she you know for whatever reason the kid thing hasn't really ever stricken her because some things she's very acutely aware of and other things she's not and kids are something she's not that aware of well, she even says, you know, what happens is she like she starts having an argument with Lorelai. A kid comes in. She screams at the kid. The kid starts crying like <laughs> that. And then Lorelai a really nice little kid voice and, and calms her down. It. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and basically what Suki says is she's like, you know what? I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't like kids. I don't particularly interact with kids. It's not like I like, you know, like I don't know anything about kids. She like, gets really and, sad and starts crying because she's going to be a mom. And she, yeah. she isn't ready, you know? Yeah. And, and, and Lorelai's like, well, it's a little bit late. I don't think you can undo it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think it's can't probably. Just send it back, Suki. And then yeah. she says, but then she says something that's really wise, which is you'll like your kid. Don't worry about yeah. whether you like other kids. Your kid's different. And, and, well, and I remember that. I remember that conversation, like with Emily, I, I had a similar conversation with Emily before she even like announced her first pregnancy and Emily, where she said, she was like, I just don't understand other parents. Like I, it's weird to me that you would have such an unlikable child. And I was like, I mean, kids are kids. Like, I don't know. And then, you know, obviously <laughs> it was very much like, but when you eventually have kids, which you do want to have kids, like it's going to be different. Like your kid's not going to be annoying because it's yours, you know? Right. Yeah. It, it, no matter how annoying they are to others, they won't be annoying to you. Yeah. Or they might be annoying to me. Like definitely have sometimes been like, okay, sorry. Annoying. I okay. annoy me too. You know, so I don't know what to the, tell you. The thing is that like you have a different, that's a different thing with insure kid. It's like, <laughs> than when it's someone else's, when it's someone else's, they're really annoying because you can't do anything about it at all. Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, but then I love that Lorelai's like, she go they they have an assistant there and he's like she's like okay go to Dosis here's a hundred bucks I want mm-hmm. you to buy all the pizza rolls they have I want you to buy all the <laughs> yeah. all the fish sticks they have I want you to buy all the yeah you just did that uh, bring like, it back and they'll love it like, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> she, she's like what is all that stuff no no one would eat that and she's like oh kids will eat that yeah like uh, how do you know well i had one and i had a lot of kids in my house suki <laughs> and also i am kind of like an eight-year-old so. <laughs> so, i am kind of like an eight-year-old and i like that stuff you know it's like <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's the uh that's one of those things that's true like people that are really pretentious about their food don't get the you know uh, some of this stuff when you look at it on its face no one would go oh that is a yummy meal 
but mm-hmm. others might like, you know, but, but even the people that like the stuff would, you know, go, Oh, well, this isn't high end. This is just yeah. stuff I like. Right. Yeah. You know, pizza rolls, that's not a high end thing, but mm-hmm. I'll eat them. You'll eat them. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> and I would, they're, they're, they're good. You know, they're not a, uh, they're, the reason that some things are popular is because they're good, not because they're, you know, particularly beautiful or healthy or any of that stuff. <laughs> right. You know, um, so then, uh, after that we go into the next episode and it's chicken or beef, which I, uh, <laughs> really appreciated. Uh, I honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I know that there are other things with this, with like Lane's band and stuff, but really the only part I want to talk about is like the pain that Dean's wedding is, you know, in every aspect is like, ah, like, why, why did he do that? We, we, we know it's not going to work, right? Everyone, everyone knows, even Dean knows it's not going to work. Like, so the only person that thinks it's going to work is Lindsay and she's just fooling herself. I don't think Lindsay has really looked around. Like, I I think that Lindsay more (laughs) just wants to be married than has really thought about being with Dean because clearly she's missing a few key signs. Like the fact that Dean invited his only other ex-girlfriend to their wedding the day before the wedding uh, and even asked chicken or beef like, oh, well, let me prepare a plate for you and Lorelai. Um, and then on his bachelor party night, uh, they wind up in Luke's him and his boys. And he starts. And one of his boys, by the way, is your favorite boy. The one that like kept the house together. <laughs> and he's now in the Navy and he is just as spick and span as ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and Dean starts moaning Rory's name like drunk and passed out and Luke's like how about you get these guys the fuck out of here like before he says something that they might say to somebody else how about you get out of here I'll take care of him (laughs) yeah Um, Luke does uh, him a real solid the whole time there he's trying to you know he's trying to do him a solid he actually wants to talk to him and, and he's willing to give him advice but Dean doesn't really give him an opening no, you know, no. And, and and he's not going to take one, you know, like, yeah, but, but he does. Well, and take, honestly, like but he does take the opening to go over and tell uh, Rory, Rory to you shouldn't go to that wedding. Don't go to the not, wedding. Don't no, go. you should not. You should not go to that wedding. And, and, and that and that was exactly the right thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, she did end up watching it from across the square as they which, came out of the church, which is but, fully appropriate. 100 percent would do the same not, thing yeah but she did not go and that was exactly the right thing now yeah. there's a couple of things here that i want to cover that aren't that like okay because one of them is uh, the genius of this episode lies in the fact that that is such a deep and dark and sad thing that's going through it the whole marriage right and it is and it has to be done like it's part of the story that goes forward and it's a very big part of it right mm-hmm. <laughs> but the um uh, the thing is they they're like okay well we need to tender this with some serious comedy because this episode is going to be just dark if we don't right like yeah and so this is one of the funniest episodes of this show (laughs) i mean kirk kirk in this episode it's like he comes into his own (laughs) yeah you know like this is the part where like kirk all along has been funny and he shows up but right now they've decided Kirk is our lead comedian and we're just mm-hmm. going to lean into that, <laughs> you know, and he sets up a alarm system at the house <laughs> for, 
for for Lorelai and mm-hmm. the alarm will not shut off <laughs> unless they stand outside the motion detectors for 20 seconds. Yeah. And so and and I love this. He set up the alarm to protect the pretty spinster that lives there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He also asked the guy who installed it to put it on max volume because what's the use of an alarm if the neighbors <laughs> don't know it's going off? Exactly. So she can't, no one can get the thing to turn off. Rory comes over and they have to stand in the corner to keep it from mm-hmm. going off. And then she puts post-it notes on the floor, making a trail of where where they can walk and not set off the alarm. Oh, mm-hmm. no, no, that spot right there. You have to skip jump and, and duck. And then <laughs> <laughs> it's really sensitive right there. You know, she and Rory literally looks at her and goes, why are we living like this? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Kirk. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so the, <laughs> and then he comes to fix the alarm. He can't get that done. I mean, the whole, he's like, I'm going to have to have somebody come. Uh, you know, I, uh, and then he finally, he gets it disconnected and he says, okay, we got it disconnected. The roof repair people will be out. <laughs> he says, I, I'm sorry about this. I have a strong sense of chivalry. My, my family comes from the, uh, a 12th century night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as a kid, I thought that was Ted night. <laughs> I wrote him a lot of letters and he oh never responded. And I'm like, He's like talking and saying this, like it's literally just a paragraph, but mm-hmm. it, it, the deadest pan face ever. Like, I know, completely yeah, serious. And the look on Lorelai's face is like she's ready to lose it. Like, you can tell mm-hmm. that Lindsey Graham is mm-hmm. literally going to cry laughing, like, mm-hmm. as he says this shit, and she can't. She, she has to keep laugh. it together. Yeah. She has to keep it together. I guarantee they probably had like six takes because mm-hmm. it was so ludicrous and so funny. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> as a kid, I thought he meant Ted Knight. I, I wonder also if that was just improv. Like, if he just mm-hmm. came up with that on the spot. <laughs> so, I mean, I absolutely love that. Like, I was crying laughing. And that's the funniest. The best thing about this episode is that one minute we're dying laughing and then we get thrown back into the wedding stuff with Dean. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like, okay, I need to have that laugh. Like it's absolutely necessary because on the other side of this is a problem. It's very, yeah, very bad. Yeah. And we have the third thing and they always have three, but this one's, you know, Taylor is being a jerk about the inn. And, yeah, uh, he's making Lorelai do the runaround to get like the certification from the, the historical his, society. Right. But he's not doing it because he actually needs that. He's, he's literally it. just doing it because he wants to put out an ice cream truck in front of Luke's diner on right. summer days. Right. Yeah. And and he uh, hasn't even asked Luke. He just well, he assumes just Luke will say no. There. He doesn't want to like, he, he doesn't want to have it there all the time. He wants to drive it around to different spots, but be able to park it there. And he yeah. thinks Luke's going to not let him do it. And and so he, he thinks Lorelai will plead his case. And so he's giving right. Lorelai the runaround to get leverage on her. and then. Lorelai says something she's like now I understand business is cutthroat yeah (laughs) yeah and then then she goes to meet with she goes to see Luke Luke you have to let him have his stupid ice cream truck he's like what (laughs) yeah because he didn't ask he didn't even ask she's like she's like he's like she's like Taylor wants to put an ice cream truck that he can travel around with and then be able to park it in front of his store and partially in front of Luke's 
He's like, what do I care? He can park whatever he wants on the street. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like, so you don't care? He's like, no, why would I care? Like, <laughs> uh, so that's how they get to do the dragonfly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hate to cut a short. I am far away from my charger and my computer is at 4% battery right now. It was okay. fully charged, but we can stop there and we can pick up with episodes, more episodes next week. It'll give me a jump Sounds start perfect. on the next week anyway, because you know, those are the kind of things I need sometimes because I run yeah. out of time. Yeah. But you know, your assignment, should you choose to accept it is to watch some Ted Lasso. Yes, I need to. I, I really want to watch Ted Lasso. It looks really good. Yes. And we will do more Gilmore Girls next time. Um, okay. Hey, um, uh, have a good week and I love you. Okay. I love you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for being a part of the Family Rabble podcast with Joe Shelton and Bailey Shelton. Join us next time for more fun episodes.